also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You can be seated. Father, I thank you. I just thank you for your word. I ask that you would open our hearts. Would you open our minds to hear and receive what you have tonight? Because I asked, and you said, yes, you have something to say. So, Father, I ask that you would calm our spirits, open our minds to hear your word. Let your spirit minister spirit to spirit tonight. And, God, I just surrender the service to you. Everything I have written down, everything that I have planned, everything that you have given me, God, I, I just surrender it back to you. You have your way. This is your divine appointment for your children tonight. You have your way. God, remove us afterwards. Let nothing that comes out of my mouth be of me, but only what the Spirit says. I thank you, God, because I know what you're doing. I know what the end of tonight's going to look like. I know what you're doing in the hearts of your children. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. I'm going to read that again, but I'm going to read it this time, and y'all stay seated as we go into different translations. Hold the mic up, son, honey. Y'all hear? Okay. Never stop getting parents. Never stop. So I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, and the reason I chose this translation is they have taken a lot of the words that we know um, from the Bible back to the original Greek. And Aramaic and we know that the Bible is written in Aramaic and Greek okay so this is the original language and it took back the meanings of the words back to that so as I read it this time just let the Holy Spirit highlight what's different or what's more in depth to you okay as for us we have all of these great witnesses or martyrs who encircle or clothe us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. Get rid of every arrow tip in us. The implication is carrying an arrow tip inside, a wound that weighs us down and keeps us from running the race with freedom. And the sin that, so easy, that we so easily fall into, the sin that so cleverly entangles us, the Aramaic can be translated the sin that is ready and waiting for us. If this is speaking of one sin, the context is, would point to sin of unbelief and doubting God's promise. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon or obstacle course. 
The Greek word is agna, which means agony or conflict. The assumption is that the race will not be easy, but the proper path to run has been set before us. Okay. So he's, he's telling us, guys, that it's not easy. I mean, just listening to how he describes the wounds that have pierced us, put aside the wounds that have pierced us, like the arrowhead. Like, growing up, every Sunday afternoon, we'd go home and watch a Western. That's what we would do. Mom would be cooking, we'd be watching me and Dad. It's tomboy, so me and Dad would be watching Western. And the cowboy versus the Indian. And every time those Indians would get an arrow in a cowboy, there's two options. You either pulled it out or you pushed it through, okay? And so he's telling us in his word that sometimes those arrows get broken off and they stay inside. But we're still, we're happy and we're still okay. It didn't kill us. We're okay. We're still able to move. We're still able to do this race. But he's telling us to let go of everyone. Lay aside every weight. Would you think of that for a minute? We're going to go over to John chapter 13. I'm going to read from the Amplified. where we are in the story. This is the Last Supper. Jesus is about to meet his, his um, destiny. He's about to go to the cross. But before he does, this is where the story picks up in verse 6. We see that he's about to wash their feet. When he came to Simon Peter, he said to him, Peter said to Jesus, he said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied to him, you do not realize what I am doing, but you will fully understand later. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet, Jesus. We know Peter as the hothead disciple. Not me, Jesus. You will never wash my feet, Jesus. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. We can have nothing to do with each other. Simon Peter then responds. He says, Lord, in that case, wash not just my feet. Wash my hands and my head also. How many times do we just want to come to Jesus and say, God, not just my feet. God, my hands, my head. Everything, right? Amen. Because a little bit of Jesus isn't enough. That's right. A little bit isn't enough. Lord, wash my head and my hands too. So I, I understand Peter. I feel that's a great thing he said. Good job, Peter. You showed the Lord how much you're willing to have of him. 
But Jesus knew, being Jesus, he corrected Peter and he said, anyone who has bathed needs only his feet and is completely clean. And you, my disciple, are clean, but not all of you. So he's throwing a little shade to Judas. Okay, he's showing Judas is the one, one of the disciples that is about to betray him, so that little insert was for him. But he said, anyone who has bathed needs only to wash his feet because you're already completely clean. Peter didn't understand that when he encountered Jesus, Jesus cleansed him. Right. He was not in need of his head or his hands to be washed. And I know how many times I have come to Jesus and said, Lord, not just my feet, but my head and my hands. And Jesus saying to us, like he said to Peter, you're already clean. We don't always feel clean. But he said, I've already cleansed you. I've already freed you. You are free. But what you do need is your feet clean. So if I have a title, my title tonight would be, look at your feet. Look at your feet. We know, based on 1 John 1 and 9, that when we come to Jesus, he cleanses us. He says that he comes, he forgives us of our sins, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So that's what Jesus was telling him. I've already done this. And when we come, into, we come to Jesus for the first time, and we surrender our lives to Jesus, he takes that old life we have, and he throws it away. It's as far as the east is to the west, and we become new. We're a new creation. You know, a lot of times we go to God and we still talk about the past, right? Like, you remember the memories, you remember the things you've done wrong, you remember the people you've hurt. You, you might even have a dream and it reminds you. And Jesus comes to us and says, what are you talking about? That's not you. That's not you. You are redeemed. Yes. You are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are not Amen. So if Jesus isn't holding it against us, why are we holding it against us? We ain't better than Jesus. Right? He knows best. And I was wondering why he told Peter, you're clean, but your feet still need clean. Well, you probably already know this, but we're going to go a little bit of history. Back in the day, Bible times, my dad used to always tell a story. He said, back in Bible land and Bible times, back in Bible times and Bible land, real history, okay, there was no cars. Did y'all know that? <laughs> Jesus was not in a Bentley or in a, you know, BMW driving around. So how did they, how did they go to town to town? They walked, because you had to have money to have a donkey or a horse. And they abandoned all that. So they walked. You guys ever play outside in the yard barefoot? And it looks green and lush. And then suddenly you step in a briar patch. That hurts. Man, then you spend the rest of the afternoon picking briars out your feet. It hurts. Cut up, burning. Well, then what happened when it was raining and they were traveling? How much mud? 
how much Georgia clay, if they were in Georgia, would they have on their feet? Hmm. So I can imagine. I'm just gonna be obedient. Is that okay? So I can just imagine why Jesus said that to them. I can just imagine how smelly, how corroded, how caked on the dirt was on their feet. From what? Doing the good work. What, do you mean that they can get dirty and caked on and cut while doing the good work? Yes. Amen. We have this false persona sometimes as Christians that when we come to Jesus, it means everything's going to be right. That he has already has a way of escape. First, he does, by the way. He does have a way of escape. But sometimes he leads you through the fire. Yeah. Don't let the heat deter you from the journey. Because his presence is with you. He didn't promise things wouldn't get uncomfortable. He didn't promise we wouldn't be condemned and judged. He actually said, in this life, you will, not you might, you will have many troubles. But take heart, because I, Jesus, yes. have overcome the world. So how do we overcome all that? We stay connected to Jesus. But it's really hard to run your race when You've been walking years in the same feet that you always had. Suddenly, Jesus is there, and you're still back here. And you're like, don't come in. I'm still doing what you called me to do. I'm still doing it. And then sometimes we go through seasons of discouragement. And this is what we do. We just stand still. We do everything we can to tread water. We just trying to stay afloat. So if I read my verse of the day, that's enough. That's all I can do. If I get one worship song in with the Lord this week, that's all I can do. I'm just staying afloat because it's a lot. And a lot like quicksand, when you stay still, you're going to start to sink. Even Peter, who was with Jesus, witnessing all the miracles, having so much faith that he even said, so brave, if that's you, Jesus, Call me to you, and I will come to you on this water. So, man, we get fired up when we know Jesus is calling us in a direction, right? But then we get out of the boat. Mm. And then we hear the waves, and we feel the wind. We feel the resistance. And instead of keeping our eyes on Jesus, we magnify our problem. I wonder if he even knew it was storming at that point. He might have forgotten in that moment, looking at Jesus, that there was a storm. Because when I look on Jesus, I forget there's anything. There is no storm with Jesus. Because he carries you through it. You can see it. You can see how it's affecting other people, but it doesn't affect you. You're unaffected. Because he's with you. And he carries you. But even Peter began to sink. And if Peter can sink, so can he. You know, we come to Jesus so boldly, so boldly when we're ready. When we're ready to give our lives to Jesus, we come boldly and we say, all right, cleanse me. Take it away. Set me free. And then he says, okay, but this is a journey, so let's keep going. 
So then he leads us to our next step of healing. Because we, microwave world, we want a one and done. At the altar, you saved me, you cleansed me, you set me free, done. Now I'm moving forward, there's no issues. The problem is, the journey is dirty. Mm -hmm. It's full of briar. Mm -hmm. It can get heavy. Now just imagine, in mud, George Clay mud, getting dried on, layer by layer. You're, what, you're walking a lot slower now. You've got a layer picked on mud. But you're moving. So give yourself grace, because you're moving. Okay? You didn't stay still. You're moving. Sometimes we just move forward. We just move. We don't even pick up our feet anymore. We're dragging. That's all we can do sometimes, but you're moving. So yes, let's do, let's keep moving. But okay. I want to give enough time tonight for God to do what He wants to do at the end of the service. So I'm gonna get through this and then we're gonna have time to pray. Okay. My question to you is this. What have you stepped in? How many years ago did you step in it? Is there an arrow? Because the enemy still flies us on darts and his arrows. Is there still an arrow of bitterness? Okay. Good Christian folks, we don't admit that there's bitterness, okay? So let me just do a self-analysis. If a person or situation's name gets brought up to you, does your demeanor change? Do you feel like heat kind of rise up in your chest? Does your face get a little flustered? Do you don't know what to say when somebody asks you how that person is doing? Because your brain is trying to tell the truth, <laughs> but you're also trying to be polite. You might have an arrow of bitterness. Okay. And the reason we have to let God remove those is because we can't move. We get encased, scar tissue encases the arrow. And before long, we think we're supposed to walk with the limp. Is there any other way to walk but with the limp? Because you've been walking with the limp your whole life. And we've gotten so used to it. Your physical body is amazing. It will tell you if you're carrying something, even something spiritual. Your body cannot carry the weight it wasn't designed to. That's when you see anxiety and depression and stress. It's an indicator that there is an arrow, that there is something you're carrying. Because we were meant to be a funnel. It comes to us, we funnel it back to the Father. He says, cast your cares on me, because I care for you. But we're not used to that, so we put the backpack on. And so we build endurance and think that this is how the walk's supposed to be. But he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But let me tell you how light that burden is. His burden is so light that it actually lifts you up, okay? So if you're not feeling lifted and this walk isn't feeling breezy, check your feet. Even Peter was already with Christ, already cleansed, already set free, already, and he says, you must let me 
you must let me wash your feet. Because if you don't, we can't be a part of each other. So what is the secret to living in freedom? Letting Jesus wash your feet. It is a continual process. It's going to be multiple times, probably multiple times a day. That's okay. Because he says, you can't live this life with me. Because all of that stuff gets in the way of us. And I have called you to be enfolded in me. Where you look in the mirror, you see the reflection of the sun. People look at us, they should see Christ. Amen. Not us. Yeah. But it's really hard to show Christ when we're encased with all of the mud. From trying our best to run this race. Doing our best to do our And we are really good about praying for other people. We are really good. Lord set them free, cleanse them. So I want you to say something out loud with me, okay? Out loud, I want you to say, this word is for me. This word is for me. This word is for me. We're really good about saying, man, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this. But we don't remember that even if some parts doesn't feel like it's you, there is something in his word for you. That's right. This word is for me. That's right. So... With your OP leadership, we will go ahead and um, spend some time with the Father because this isn't a, you know, we lay hands on you and suddenly you're fine. This is a spend time with Jesus. Let him reveal, has any mud been taken up? How long has it been since the Lord has cleansed you again, washed the battle scars off? Because this life is hard. It's not for the faint of heart, but we can take heart because we're not doing it alone. So if you'll go ahead and we'll, we're gonna, I asked just to have instrumental music playing and nobody having to play live music because the Lord has already been doing the work. When I was speaking, things have been coming to your mind. People, memories, things that you thought you have already forgiven and moved past. The Lord has revealed maybe there's a remnant of an arrow still in there. And it's preventing you from running. It's preventing you from freedom. And there's nothing he wants you to do. This isn't a, a gimmick to, all right, well, I get fixed because he wants to send me off into the mission field. No, he just wants you. He just wants you. We were made to be in communion with him. The things we do for him come out of the overflow of being with him. Mm. So if y'all just find a place to pray tonight, we're in, we still got time, okay? We're not in any rush, but let the Lord reveal.